Hey everyone, I'm Nora Resnick. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, Fleabag sweeps the nominations. Schitt's Creek gets everything. And Game of Thrones isn't nominated for 32 Emmys. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I have my coffee. I'm good. How are you? I'm like vibrating off of coffee. Does iced coffee has so much caffeine in it? And I think I talk about this every episode. Does it have more caffeine? Yes. I don't drink iced coffee, so I don't I don't know I about for- that. I always forget this about you. Yeah. You hate it. I do, unless it's like deathly hot, which is borderline deathly hot today. Right. Not my thing. Right. That's weird. I'm okay with that. Hey Nora. Hi Diana. Um, this is your third week co-hosting the beaver talks thank you so much for having me thank you for coming it's been a pleasure oh my gosh and we're sending all the love to erin she's taking a short summer hiatus to take care of her little one jenny rose but she's gonna come back to the beaver dam i always say the beaver dam and i said the beaver dam this time which one is it so i say beaver den it's definitely beaver dam because beavers make dams correct they don't make dens they're not bears Bears make dens? Bears live in dens. I don't know that they make them. <laughs> they probably do. I mean, I don't think there's like just dens willy-nilly out oh, in the forest. Like a cave. Okay. A cave? Bear cave? Bears live in caves. All right. Learnings. The point of the matter is that we are in a beaver dam. And, <laughs> and we're doing the beaver talks. And today we have... <laughs> Ken's just laughing at Ken's me. Losing it. We're all losing it. So the Emmys are up in a month. September 22nd. It's coming up. Very exciting. The nominations were... So the nominations came out about a month ago, and I don't know how you feel about the Emmys. I never pay a ton of attention to the Emmys, but I felt the need this year because I've just watched so much TV. Well, so I, I have two quick opinions. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, One is, I feel like this is an opinion, it's an observation. I feel like the nominations were released really early this year. Yeah. Middle of summer. Yeah. That's not an opinion. It's just an observation. And the other thing with the Emmys is because it's not in the like award season mess that all the other hubbub that all the other award shows are. Yeah. It's, It's at this weird time where you're like, are we talking about, I guess it's like a school year. We're like talking about the last school year. So there's sometimes things that I don't remember or feel like they were really long ago. It's a weird, it's a weird award show. I, um, I enjoy them because I enjoy any good award show. Always. Um, but yeah. I know. It's funny because like the school year, like comparing it to school years, I feel very accurate because Whenever I read the Emmy nominations, I'm like, didn't that come out like five years ago? Or totally. I'm like, D- why is American Idol nominated? Or I'm just like, what is th- what is this? And I feel like I almost like put an Oscars lens onto it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just care about who's winning best drama series, who's winning best comedy series, actor, actress, supporting all that. 100%. I agree. And I ignore all the things about television that are like important. <laughs> like 
director from that episode well, or limited series or like that kind of thing. I think it's really hard with like the director for television because A, because showrunners really dictate so much. So even though there's different director, oftentimes different directors for episodes, they're really at the mercy of the showrunner and yeah. like collaborating with the showrunner. So they can't completely take ownership of that episode. They're still working in the confines of somebody else's vision. Totally. And also unlike a movie, like you don't know who directed what episode, like it's really hard to differentiate and remember. So not to discredit, I think television directors are phenomenal. I've worked with some amazing television directors. It's a, and it's an incredible skill set. but it's, I think as a audience member, it's hard to distinguish. Yeah. I think who are the Emmys for? Do we think is it for people who are like TV lovers, or is it for people who are really in the industry? Is it for like who's this for? I mean, I think most award shows are for people in the industry to pat themselves on the back, right? Um, but I, I think, I think it's for the sort of television actor, which in this day and age, there's more blurred lines than there used mm-hmm. to be between television and movie actors. Um, every time I say movie, I laugh because in Barry. He gets an audition for he keeps he gets an audition for a movie and people keep being like, oh, you got a feature audition. He keeps correcting them and say no movie. And finally, somebody's like, they're the same thing. <laughs> you don't watch Barry. So, you no, know. but I appreciate it anyways. It got, got it got nominated. It did. I know. Barry's showing up. I feel like so I feel like this is very full circle because there are two very exciting pieces of content that have been nominated that I know you love deeply and I love deeply. And that is Schitt's Creek. Yes. Finally. Finally. My God. Has been nominated for three categories, four categories. Um, Not the least of which being Best Comedy Series, which I just have to give all the kudos to Dan Levy. I mean, well-deserved. Well-deserved. And then Fleabag, which got 11 nominations. And then Killing Eve, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge wrote both. So it's like... We don't deserve Phoebe Waller-Bridge. No, we don't. Um, yeah, I know. That's really exciting. Because so because the first time I was on Beaver Talk, we talked about Shit's Creek mm-hmm. way back in the, the winter months. Was that the winter? I think so. Good. I don't know. All right. Time moves. Fast and slow and yes. in mysterious ways. And we talked about Fleabag a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So it's, very, it's a very exciting Emmy season for Nora Resnick and friends. <laughs> I love it. Um, before, so we can kind of jump into, um, let's just start like jumping into the categories and kind of getting like first hits on things. It's a big year for women. Yes. Tons of incredible women nominated. Really strong actors, really strong content for women. Yeah. it's. Exci- I'm more excited about the women than I am about the men. Like I'm, I can, I feel like it resonates with a wider, the women resonate with a wider audience. Yeah. Than ever before. Agreed. And I think it's like so cool to see, you know, Russian Doll, Mrs. Maisel, um, Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek, uh, the women from Game of Thrones, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, as we said, for Fleabag and Killing Eve, Sandra Oh. Um, There's just so many. Robin Wright for House of Cards, which I'm really happy she got the nomination for because I think she just deserves a nomination for having stuck that out, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, extremely strong year for women. I think one of my favorite Emmy memories, shall we say, I wrote it down because I always tell this story, but it's like from the Emmys in 2014, uh, Julia Roberts was presenting Best Actor in a Drama Series, 
and Brian Cranston, John Hamm, Jeff Daniels, Woody Harrelson, Matthew McConaughey, and Kevin Spacey were all nominated together. What do you even do with that? <laughs> she was like, I don't want to read the winner. Like, you're all titans. I mean, a few of those people have fallen off the face of the earth as they should have. But nevertheless, very strong actors. Strong category. And Brian Cranston, of course, ended up winning for Breaking Bad. But I think... This year, it's the same thing. I look at some of these categories and I'm like, I don't know. Like lead actress in a comedy series. Yeah. Can we get into that one? Because that one. So because I have opinions about that one. So just to read out the the nominees really quickly. Christina Applegate for Dead to Me. Um, Rachel Brosnahan for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Julia Louis-Dreyfus for Veep. Natasha Lyonne for Russian Doll, Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. I mean, what a lineup. It is stacked. The only thing, or one of the things, I have many things. I say the only thing, but there's many things. (laughs) I don't think Catherine O'Hara should be nominated in that category. I absolutely think she should be nominated. I do not believe she's the lead of that show. She's a supporting role. Come at me. Come at me. It's so ensemble that I actually kind of agree with you. I think that I also think it's weird they put her in such a stacked category because all of this is strategic. And I wonder, I wonder if, uh, well, let's look at actress in a supporting, um, sorry, supporting actress in a comedy series. Yeah. So we have, um, it's also, it's a pretty pretty stacked category. category, And I feel like there's more nominees for supporting yeah Um, that's interesting i wonder why they put her in lead actress yeah i i I don't think i don't think she's gonna win lead actress yeah even though she's obviously beloved in hollywood and beyond Mm -hmm. and she's phenomenal Mm -hmm. in that role i just don't think it's a lead role and i think when you're going up against i mean natasha leone phoebe waller bridge both very much carry those two shows. They are very distinctly the leads and have such a range, as, yeah. as well as Rachel Brosnahan for Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Dead to Me, but I imagine similar for Christina Applegate. I haven't yeah. seen it, though. I haven't seen it either. Um, and then it'll be interesting because Julia Louis-Dreyfus, it's their last season. Obviously, she's a beloved award show winner. She's great in that show, and it's their last season. So that'll be, an, I think, an interesting to see what happens there because I think as much as I love Julia, stacked up against um, the shows that are more bridging the line between comedy and drama and maybe are like meatier parts, I think it's a hard case for Julia to win. But at the same time, I almost feel like if we're honoring actress in a comedy series, like Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a, is a comedian's comedian. And I feel like for totally. Veep, it's almost like I almost wouldn't have put Phoebe Waller-Bridge as comedy. Mm. Like it's so I think that's interesting, too. I also think, you know, Fleabag is over. We're never going to see it again. So it, it would be honoring that series. Which hasn't been nominated before. It didn't get any nominations yeah. for series one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tight. I don't know. What's your prediction? I think Julia's going to get it. Um, I think it's tough. i Phoebe's having a moment. Phoebe's having a moment. I could see Julia getting it and Phoebe getting it for a different category. Mm-hmm. For uh, is it for writing or best comedy show? Or I think I'm, it's nominated. She got 11. eleven. Yeah. So Fleabag, I would be very surprised and disappointed if Fleabag 
walked away with nothing. Yeah. Um, it just might not be in that category. I think Russian Doll, I loved Russian Doll. I think it was really strong. Um, I did not love Russian Doll. You didn't? No. Well, it's very, I think Russian Doll is very cerebral for a comedy. It's almost, It's another one that's a little bit, it's not quite a comedy. Yeah. Although it is very funny at times. I did. I don't think it's a comedy. Mm. I, I think. I think the comedy series. I mean, it's stacked up with all of these heavyweights. But I almost feel like if we're going with pure comedy, Rachel Brosnahan, Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, Catherine O'Hara, as you said, like that's pure comedy. I would say. Right. But yeah, it's a it's a controversy. It's a controversial one. And I love Mrs. Maisel, but I didn't love this last season as much as I loved the previous season. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I might have loved it more. Interesting. Yeah. But I also just, I could, I feel like I'm so trusting of that show and what it's doing that I'm like just kind of following where it takes me and like just kind of being open to it because I think it's so self-aware of what it's doing. I would agree. I mean, I, I not to take, I love that show totally. so much. Right. I, I, I felt we were like we were in the Catskills for a really long time. We were in the Catskills for a very long time. That is very true. Yeah. And I do not like when shows take themselves out of the environments that they are like based in right it's really annoying to me do you want to talk about supporting actress we didn't actually read the nominees yeah let's get into supporting actress um so alex borstein for mrs mazel yes anna chlumsky i don't know how to pronounce her name i'm so sorry here we go the beaver talk for veep um oh yeah for veep and then we have Diane Clifford for Fleabag, the sister, bless. bless. She should be there 100%. Very Olivia much. Coleman, bless for I mean, Fleabag. I would read, watch her read the phone book. God damn. Um, Betty Gilpin for Glow, 100% agree with this one. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Um, I don't. I, I think she's lovely. I like that show a lot. I feel like I can see her acting a lot. <gasps> I know, and I hate to say that publicly. I'm so sorry. But yeah, I feel like I can see her acting. I can see her thinking about what her character's feeling rather than just being in it, and it, oh. it takes me out. Do yeah. you think that's writing, or do you think that's acting? I think that's acting. Okay, all right. I always like to blame the writing first, which maybe I should stop doing, because that's <laughs> not fair. Um, and then we have uh, Sarah Goldberg for Barry. Ugh. I'm assuming that, okay, yeah, that's the, that's the gal, right? That's the gal. We don't um, like her. I don't like the show. I like I like Barry a lot. I think it's a great show. I think he's I'm like defend it. <laughs> I think he's phenomenal yeah, in it. Yeah. I think as a as a recovering actress, mm-hmm. I love that acting class because like I've been in that acting class yes. and it's so good. Yeah. Um I don't love her. She is doesn't... it why like is it like you think she's under We've talked a little bit about this off mic. And we both kind of agree, like, she's not on the level. Yeah, I think she's not as strong of an actress mm-hmm. as her counterparts. I think the character is very unlikable. Yeah. Um, but I think when I see an unlikable character, I want them to have a redeeming quality. And she just seems, she she kind of annoys me. Yeah, she like, just sucks. Yeah, she she does. I feel like that might be somewhat... Um, the act like the actress i think this is miscast i think it's miscast Mm, yeah it's tough to be like so miscast you know because it's like there's nothing redeemable here and i I just don't think she's as strong as certainly as bill Hader and and henry winkler right yeah they're killing it 
Um, and then we have Kate McKinnon, of course, for Saturday Night Live. She's going to, I feel like it's going to her. I mean, well, so I think we talked about this a little bit, too. Again, though, it's ensemble, and I'm not totally supportive of it. And it's it's ensemble, and it's sketch, which is just, it's such a different skill set. And I yeah. think it's a mistake to put sketch up against um, more narrative pieces. It's a different skill set. Would agree. And she's phenomenal. I mean, Kate McKinnon is killing the game on SNL, but it's just a different, it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And this is maybe where Emmys just get so weird is we're comparing apples to oranges in some of these categories. And I think this is where people drop off. They're kind of like, what are we doing? It's apples to oranges and it's show after, like you've seen these shows so Mm -hmm. many years in a row. Mm -hmm. And so often they have like shows that have been nominated five years in a row, more than that. And I think it, it, it dilutes the sort of whatever the purpose of award shows is, it dilutes it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair to say. I'm interested in your thoughts on the comedy series because you have a lot of loyalties in this category. I know. You have a lot. And I was looking through it in preparation for this episode. And we have, in so for best comedy series, we have Barry, Fleabag, The Good Place, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, and Veep. Ooh. Ooh. What are they doing to oh me? Oh, my God. Sophie's choice. Like, where does your loyalty lie? Who do you, who do you like? Who and why? I mean, so caveat is that I think this is maybe the strongest lineup of comedy series nominees that I've ever seen. Um, I, I, I have binged all of these shows. I love all of these shows. Fleabag is just Fleabag is, we talk about this in the Fleabag episode. I think it's the best piece of content ever made ever not to overhype it. Um, so to to me, that's like a shoe in. Um, even though, as we said, it's it's uh, not a necessarily a typical comedy, and it's sort of it's definitely mm-hmm. a dramedy, mm-hmm. as they say. But nice, nice word. Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to me, it's Fleabag, Fleabag robust all the way. Um, what do you think? I agree. I would a hundred percent give it to Fleabag. I think I would also. I think who's going to win is Veep. Um, right. just with it being the final, but as you said, Phoebe Waller bridge having a moment, but I think, uh, with everything, with everything Julia Louis-Dreyfus has been through with it being this last season of a very iconic show with HBO being the Titan that it is, I just feel like it's all kind of stacking up for Veep. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Um, I sort of feel bad for the good place. Um, I think it's a great show, but I think in this day and age, network comedies don't stand a chance against the HBOs and the Netflixes. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's a great show, but it's more of a old school comedy in yeah. some ways, even though it's quite subversive and, and funny. Yeah. I'm very surprised that Jamila Jamil, um, and or, Kristen Bell did not get a nomination. Right. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're both phenomenal in the show. But I think, again, when you stack it up against um, shows that are allowed because they're not, they don't have the network constraints. Mm -hmm. I think when you stack it up against those shows, they just can't compete. It's just a different category. They don't, Mm. they don't have the same standards and practices they have to fall under. Um, That's fair. Well, if it's not fair, I do. I I really did like Russian Doll and I feel bad because I don't think it's going to win at all. No, yeah. nor should it. With all the love. Not even with love. I'm, uh, I'm just 
Yeah. We can go back and listen to the Russian doll episode if you feel inclined. I don't know. I might. I just, I just didn't, I don't know if it's her. I don't know if it's the writing. I don't know if it's the show. I don't know if it was the time and place I was in when I watched it. I just didn't feel connected to any piece of it. And I really only started to like it halfway through when the dude comes in. I agree, I agree that I didn't, I sort of stuck with it and I liked mm-hmm. it more as it progressed, but I thought it was I thought it could complex have been five and episodes. interesting. How many was it? Like eight or nine or 10. Mm, interesting. No, I just wasn't there for it at all. Interesting. Interesting. Um, drama series. We've talked a lot about comedy just because it is such an incredible year for comedy, which is really good to see. But drama series is an interesting one. We have Better Call Saul, which I've fully never watched. I never nope. fuse. I haven't seen that or Breaking Bad, so I'm a bad TV watcher. Oh my god, you haven't seen Oh my god, you haven't seen Breaking Bad. I know. I'm the only person left in the world who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. Well, I I no comment. I do feel like that needs to be remedied a little bit. Yeah, does it? Nah. Does so it? much has been projected onto it now. It's almost like the Sopranos where it's like you can't go back. Yeah. You saw it or you didn't. You liked yeah. it or you didn't. It was a moment in time. It was a moment in time. Brian Cranston has, you know, got some work after it. So it's not like we're without Brian Bri- Cranston. Brian who? What's his name? What's he, what's he done? Um, The body or bodyguard. What? It's called. Why isn't it called the bodyguard? I believe the name is bodyguard. It is bodyguard with Richard <laughs> Madden. Um, We have Game of Thrones, which why the fuck has Game of Thrones been nominated 32, 32 times? So. Again, I haven't seen a single episode of Game of Thrones, which might make me completely unqualified to be here right now. Um, But from everything that I heard, this last season was trash. Right. Trash. And like (laughs) episodes like looked bad and were too dark. And like, I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. I think it just speaks to I will say it's been great to see the women of Game of Thrones get a lot of nominations. Yes. I'm not seeing Delina Headey got a nomination for Cersei. Do we know? It's in front of me and I'm not seeing it. But that is a major oversight because she is fucking phenomenal in that show. Here we have Gwendolyn Christie who nominated herself very famously. Lena Headey. She's in supporting actress in a drama series. Oh, that's excellent. Um, Sophie Turner. Maisie Williams. It's a weird year. I feel you were on Game of Thrones, you got a nomination this year. Yeah. The dragon should have got a nomination. Oh, uh, I would the one vote that for the survives, dragon. The one that lives. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. I seen the show. That's fine. Um, you also need to get up on Killing Eve because. Yes. That's next on my list to watch. I'm like quite excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, my beloved Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, wrote it and yeah. I believe she show runs it. Yep. Just all the things. She adapted She's not it from the it, novel, though. the right. series, the Villanelle series. Um, Ozark also was nominated, and I have to give a huge shout out to uh, Julia Garner, who is uh, in Ozark. I've been waiting for her to get nominated since it started, and it's so good to see her finally recognized. I feel like, if anything, this year it feels like there's now starting to be some recognition for like women in the industry. Really strong, badass females. Yeah. Yes. I think it's like so it's such a powerful year for women. And like this is not really a hot take like everyone was. I think a lot of people really happy with how the nominations stacked up this year for women. I think nobody's really talking about the men. (laughs) That's what I was just going to say is I was just I was just glancing over the lead actor in a drama series and they're 
great men are nominated, really strong actors, Jason Bateman, Sterling K. Brown, Kit Harington, Bob Odenkirk, Billy Porter, and oh, Milo. Love Billy Porter. Love, and love, love, However you say his right. name. We need to learn how to say his name. I it comes know. up too much. It's a lot of letters. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of vowels. A lot of vowels. So really strong actors, but nobody as exciting as the women. Like the women are like, and they're on fire. They're like, killing it. Like not to take away from these men who are great actors, but we've we've talked about the men. Like the men have been around. It's nobody like that new and exciting. And speaking of Billy Porter, um, Pose got nominated in Best Drama Series, which if you've not watched Pose, you all need to watch Pose because it is just such a beautiful show. I think it's so timely too right now. So timely right now. Um, Billy Porter's a superstar. As we all know, he's been around for a while. Long, long time. Um, One of my favorite uh, internet memes is um, Glenn Close seeing him. I think it's seeing Billy Porter at the Oscars, I believe. And she like takes in his outfit in all its glory. And it's it's the the praise that Billy Porter deserves. And it's amazing. Love it. Um, But yeah, I think also This Is Us. um, This Is Us is nominated quite a bit this year. So I watched... This is us season one. Okay. Was very into it. Um, haven't turned it on since. <laughs> Felt like I saw everything I needed to see. Uh, I've seen all of it. Proud have to you? Say, proud to say I've seen all of that what show. Do you, what do you, what, what do you what think? What keeps it? me coming back? Like, I just felt like, <laughs> I was like, okay, you're teasing this death. Like, I don't know. I just felt like. it's It must end. And we have three it, more seasons of it. It must end. And like, I, I tend to really be drawn to um, content that's about big, complicated families because I'm from a big and complicated family. So I, I often connect with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Family Stone, Running with Scissors, all of those sort of movies that basically all the Woody Allen movies, I'm like, oh, that's a little bit of my family reflected on screen. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I initially kind of felt that connection. Yeah. And then... Um, I was just like, oh, you're dragging it out. This is like, it's too much. Give me a little something else. It's the classic uh, American network TV problem where they find something that really works and they find something that's really successful and they are just going to Milk beat it, it to death. For all it's worth. And it's um, too much. It's too much. And I think that Sterling K. Brown is the reason I keep coming back every yeah. week because I'm, I'm like, my God. Thank I can stand behind that. He is coming Thank goodness he is in Hollywood right now because I feel like he is such a breath of fresh air and just really it's doing a beautiful work. actor. Like, I mean, physically too, but just his acting is just nuanced to and die for. To die for. Um, Mandy Moore is doing an exceptional job. She's great. She's Who great. would have thought? Yeah. Pop teen sensation. Mandy Moore has the chops. Back, baby. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's some interesting. See, it's funny. Like, in moments where. I think it's going to do something really interesting. It does something really disappointing Mm. and cliched. Mm. And in the first season, I feel like it was constantly doing these really interesting things and talking about uh, the dad's um, PTSD from Vietnam and in talking about their marriage and kind of how their marriage became this like, um, it kind of became this like impossible standard for all three of the kids to live up to in their own relationships. Yeah, that was one of the things I liked about it. And like what's yeah. happening behind closed doors in a marriage versus what kids perceive. Yes. I think that's a really interesting thing. Oh, I love, I love that it discusses that. The first season, specifically. Um, 
I think what it gets into around the hero worship around the dad is awful. I think that it has them all on way too much of a pedestal. It's just too, it's almost gone to after school special for me. And it's kind of like unearthed some of the seeds it has planted in the first season in a not great way. Um, I, I tend to agree. Again, I haven't, I mean, I think I watched some of the second season yeah. and then sort of it just fell off. Yeah. But I resonate with what you're saying because that was sort of why I didn't continue. Yeah. And Beth, who played, like, I'm totally blanking on the actress's name, but she plays Sterling K. Brown's wife on the show, is phenomenal. And she got completely snubbed in the Emmys this year. Mandy Moore got a nomination as she should have. Um, it's a show with really strong women, and then it's a show with really not strong women. And I think mm. it struggles because it is a network TV kind of appealing to this like mass audience. I think it's struggling to stick the landing on a lot of what it's trying to do, especially and also around the brother's alcoholism and around uh, he kind of inherited that from his father, which yeah. is something we haven't been fully honest about. Um, so, yeah, this is us, I think. Is not going to go down as one of those like great shows. Yeah, I, I think it's going to kill itself. A little yeah, bit. and I think it could have it was on a track to. Yeah. And again, I, I would say it's a network television constraint where they like they they a little bit end up playing to like to the masses too much where the shows that I think are the strongest are the ones who aren't concerned about the audience and are just concerned if if you take Shit's Creek or um, Fleabag or Barry like these are shows that are being made to the highest artistic standard and they're like essentially saying to the audience get on board or don't right Um, right it's a creative who has a lot to say. Who has a lot to say and who is given the freedom to express what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And I think I think an actor like Sterling K. Brown, once once This Is Us is over in 10 years, <laughs> I'm excited to see what he does next for a show. I hope it's something where it's like that level of artistic quality because he definitely has the access now and yes. you know he's going to not be hurting for work after this i but think he'll go into features you think so yeah i mean he's been in black panther and he's been in yeah. a bunch of stuff so i think he'll move away from television or do like limited series Ooh, kind of like a mahershala ali mm-hmm. move. okay who's phenomenal also nominated did anyone watch that season of true detective nope <laughs> is I anyone talking about it nope <laughs> i wonder if there was a little bit of the green book hangover right. as to why that did not pick up. Right. Which is not fair. They're not they're completely no, totally unrelated different. and have nothing to do with each other. Just share an actor. But yeah. um yeah. I mean he's I think he also like he's just Yeah. He's beloved by Hollywood and I he's beloved by me and and that show and that's just how it is. was great season one and True Detective was great season one and then I did not like True Detective at, at any, all. At any point, not even season one. Not even season one. We should do a retrospective. I hated that these, like Woody Harrelson. I can only stand in bits and pieces as is. Mm. I can't watch a whole thing with Woody Harrelson. Interesting. I found it really sexist. Oh yeah, for sure. But entertaining. <laughs> uh, that's almost like the tagline of Hollywood: sexist but entertaining. Yep. And that is, and I mean, my God, Laverne Cox got nominated for Orange is the New Black. Cherry Jones got nominated for The Handmaid's Tale. Do you watch The Handmaid's Tale? I don't. Nobody no, does. I feel like this episode This episode of Beaver Talk is my admitting how few shows I watch. For somebody who 
consumes a lot of content. There's yeah. a lot of things that I. This is my first year in the Emmys where I feel like I've watched things that are nominated, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Handmaid's Tale, I haven't watched um, in part because it, I, the concept stresses me out. Like, it, <laughs> I think it's hit, it hits, like, the trailers hit too close to, like, the reality that we're nearing and I'm being a little bit um, melodramatic and facetious, but it, like, I, I don't think I can see that reflected back at me when, when so much shit is happening in the actual political climate. I, I hear you. And... I love I love Handmaid's Tale for numerous reasons, but I think when we're talking about creators who have such a profound message to say and have such a searing thesis for what they're wanting to portray on screen, um, the lead Elizabeth, uh, oh my God, blanking on the last name, Elizabeth Moss. Thank you. She's phenomenal. Great actress. Oh God, we're just. Happy to be walking the, the earth at the same time as her, although she is a Scientologist, which everybody needs to get off my back about. Is she? Yeah. It's not great. Huh. She, she also said that the show was not feminist and that it was humanist, which I was like, Ooh. that's not great. Ooh. I don't think she should be interviewed anymore about it. <laughs> <laughs> Being the lead of a show. Are you essentially just saying she should keep her mouth shut and no. just read the lines? Um, no, I'm not, but, but Handmaid's Tale, I think, I think it is going to go down as one of, as a very profound, almost like cult favorite show because Mm. there aren't a lot of people watching it. None of my friends watch it, for example, because same thing as you, it's like, no, 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 this is just way too close to home and too stressful and scary. Um, but the way it is shot, the way that. It's edited, that just all of the everything. It's really, really, really well done. Um, surprised it didn't get nominated in drama series, actually. Um, if we can talk about Orange is the New Black and Laverne Cox for a second. Yep. Um, could not watch the last season of Orange is the New Black. Loved the show before. Yep. Um, yeah. Sorry to say, I don't think Jenji Cohen should be able, should be allowed to stay on her shows beyond one or two seasons. I yeah. think she, like... She can like create an incredible show and then like it gets derailed. Same mm-hmm. thing happened with weeds, like mm-hmm. too much. It got taken out of the sort of realness of it. Yeah, I completely agree. It became almost very indulgent. And Liver and Cox was really the only thing that kept me coming back every week. I'm I didn't realize that she was a guest actress, not not supporting. I almost wonder if that's strategic nominating. I feel like she's supporting. But it would have to be it would be, I think at that point, it would be a contract. Like, it would be whether she's in that opening title sequence or not. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, there's different contracts. That actors- like ha- I, yeah, if you're in the opening title. Like, if you're in the opening title, you're in the cast as opposed to somebody who comes in and out. I think, I mean, I... Damn, I didn't I don't know that. the rules of Emmy nominations well enough, but I certainly... You didn't come? You didn't come with that in your back so, pocket? Let me, let me pull up the rule book, but certainly television contracts I know a little bit about. and. Uh-huh. So I'm surprised that she's not a supporting actress. Yeah, that is really surprising. But I mean, I think she's won she's won in previous years for it, I believe. Well deserved. Phenomenal. Yeah, she's so great. Um I just want to give shout outs to Glow. It's not your favorite thing in the world. I mean, I, I no, love no, no, no. I wanna I like Glow a lot. I don't necessarily think Betty Gilpin should be nominated. I think the show's phenomenal. Fair. 
All right. Awkward. Would also love to give a shout out to Queer Eye because they got nominated and I love them. I love them so much. It's not a secret. They're, they're having some success. It's good that some people yeah. are watching that show. Um, also need to give a shout out to RuPaul, who is nominated again this year, won last year. It was a big moment. It was very fun. I just think there's a lot of representation happening at the Emmys this year, and it's really great to see, and may it continue Hollywood. Right. I mean, I think the Oscars could, should take a little, <laughs> take some notes. They're fully not going to be relevant next year. Right? The like 20, no. 2020, nobody's going to watch, right? I mean, I'll for sure watch. I will but, be there 100%, yeah. but people at this no. table will but be like, there. But I think if you do, if you look at the nominees um, across categories, there's such, it, there's still ways to go. This is not perfect, but I think there's great representation with really strong women, will, really strong people of color. Um, pose, if we can just talk, pose, yeah. like, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think the other award shows should take note. Emmys are coming for you. They are. They are coming for us. And do we think that award shows are still relevant? I made this argument last awards season. People seem to be really over it, which I totally get. But there is something that I still feel is important about having these things. What is that? What do you think is important? I think that in this plurality of voices in this social media age shall we call it that we're living in I feel like I'm so old right now but I feel like there's such a it's all about likes it's all about nowness it's all about trends it's all about hashtags it's all about like kind of this ephemeral digital space that we live in and I think for me what award shows really give me is like a grounding in great art and I think that like I love to see somebody go on stage in the only category they were nominated in win an academy award and it becomes the like it's it's the top echelon of what you can achieve in that industry in terms of awards right and i love seeing great performances acknowledged and i love seeing great performers um get recognized like i love dan levy getting all of this recognition and Catherine o'hara and eugene levy and I think that there's still such an importance to that. And I know that they can be, I know that there's horrible representation. It's taking a lot of two steps forward, three steps back to get to a represent a representative and fair level that it should be at. Um, and we keep nominating the same white heterosexual shows and movies for most part. But I think that I love to see um, people at the top of their game being recognized. I think there's just still something so beautiful about that. I think that's really, I, I like that take on it because I think um, it's really easy to chalk award shows up to being the industry, a, a very privileged industry patting itself on the back. And there's a lot of like campaigning and politics that go behind, especially with show, with award shows like the Oscars. Um, there's a lot of campaigning to determine who wins and it's not necessarily about the esteem that you're talking about, but I, I, I really, I like what you said. And I like the idea of in like the social media world where people who have X number of followers get, um, praised and, and rewarded without necessarily having the talent to back it up. And that's not, Oh, I want to caveat that by saying it's not always the case. Not every social media influencer is talentless. I don't mean that at all, but there is something nice about, um, praising talent at the top of its game. Um, it's a complicated thing. I mean, it's a little bit, it's like, I think in, in Yes, Please, Amy Poehler talks about it in her book where she's like, it's, you know, it's it's like who who gets the like 
prize that's like sort of meaningless and then all of a sudden everybody cares like yeah yeah it's a double-edged sword but um i mean i think what you said was really eloquent about um yeah people being at the top of their game and i think they're also really fun to watch especially the golden globes when everybody's drunk oh my god the best the i best. love the golden globes yeah. i live for the golden globes yeah it's like if you're nobody there if you're not drunk um amazing well we're gonna be watching september 22nd we're going to be celebrating all of these incredible women. I'm going to be like biting my nails in the comedy categories because I just have no idea what's going to happen. Um, are we going to watch together? Yes. Great. Absolutely. Love it. Put some, uh, we'll, we'll live, put some live st- yes. content onto our Instagram, your Instagram. Great way to segue into, if you're not following us on Instagram, we're at Beaver Talk, nice and easy to remember. Um, and happy Feminist Wednesday, Nora and the Kent. Thanks, you too. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!